This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome back to the Principal Leadership Lab, a podcast experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Principal Leadership Lab. Adam, we are at episode number 60 today. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Congratulations to 60. You don't look like a day over 50. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. probably because I'm not, my friend. Oh. I'm not. I'm actually... <laughs> Right on, spot on, 50 plus a couple months. So yeah. that's good. Episode yeah. 60, man. I can't believe it. I'm so excited that we're here today. We've got a good one on tap. So how are things? You guys are you guys are done for the yeah. summer? No kids, no teachers? Yeah. Uh, teachers finished up this past Monday. But as you know, schools don't really slow down. Uh, some oh. people have slower periods of time. I think the summer as a principal is maybe one of my busier times because of new hires, new teachers, oh. which I know that our guests, you know, I should have saved that as a segue. Our guests will be able to glean some information for new teachers today. But uh, yeah, it's trying to get people acclimated to our community, making sure they have the right resources, places to live rather than a tent or in the back parking lot like Trapper John MD, you know, in the RV. So <laughs> It's sometimes difficult, but it's busy. It, it different busy though. It's not the same busy as like the end of a semester no, right, or something. Right. right. No, it's a different busy. Yeah. It's it's nonstop. It's um, but uh, like you like you're right. It's a different busy. You know, like but I like it because if I want to come in at eight instead of six thirty, I can come in at eight. You know, and still mm-hmm. got the same amount of stuff. I feel like we've been interviewing since January though. We yeah. have so many new hires this year. So yep. well, and you know. Uh, this pandemic period of time has taught us something that uh, in the past, I think there were some expectations that even though you were on the clock, you know, air quotes, people can't see it, but yeah. you, that we were still expected to be here in the summer because we were collecting a paycheck. But I think uh, the pandemic has taught our local, our local municipalities, our school boards that boy, a lot of what Adam does is on the computer in the summer. So he can do that from anywhere. So yeah. I think that's, I have a lot more flexibility. At least I feel like I have a lot more flexibility. I'll wait for a board member to listen to this episode, then they'll call my <laughs> superintendent. But after that, you know, but I do, I honestly, I think that it's going to provide us some flexibility. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think flexibility is the key that everyone has learned. And and uh, we learned that, you know, like at graduation, for example, oh, yeah. you know, where we had uh, three different graduations uh, for our seniors and uh, you know, they didn't mind, you know, they got to, they understood yeah. that we had to do it. They got to, we allowed them to sign up for their time slot. So they got to choose their graduation with their friends cool. and it was kind of cool. They, they kind of yeah. liked it. That's so. neat. Well, speaking of flexibility, I would bet that uh, Sam, our guest today would talk about that with new teachers and say that flexibility is probably key to their first year of education. What do you think, Jeff? Do you think she'd agree? Hey, I think so. And speaking of that, Dr. Sam Fesich, a professor of education, author of Magic: a guide for pre-service teachers, and what I didn't know, and you might want to hear this, a pumpkin spice latte fan. Sam, welcome aboard. How are you today? Hey, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show, Adam and Jeff. It's awesome to be here. Yes, I am a PSL fan like all year round. Wow. (laughs) Love it. PSL. I'm going to go to Starbucks and say one venti PSL, please, and see if they know what I'm talking yep. about. My wife well, you can't might do listen it to this. the end of August. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. 
That's true. It's not. Kathy, it's not very good. Kathy might listen to this episode if we title it "Pumpkin Spice Latte." There you go. I like that. I like that. I think I like your other title though. First, we were talking about a pre <laughs> pre recording when you were talking about Cliff Notes or something like that. Yep. So Cliff Notes for new teachers. Yeah. I love that. I, I love better that. write that down in our notes because, you know, it's not going to be there in my brain at the end. Uh, <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. We're so glad to have you, Sam. How How is it going by you? You're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Yeah. The weather today is beautiful. If I remember correctly, um, one of you really likes like like 70s type, like uh, like mid 70s. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what we're into temperature yes. wise today. Yes. It's wonderful. There's a little breeze going. The sun is shining. It's a great day for a podcast. Ah, I love to hear that. I love yep. to hear that. I, I think it's about that outside right now, too. Mid 70s here in northern Illinois. I don't know what it is by you, Adam. Up in 67 degrees at recording oh, time right now. It's yep. gorgeous. That's what? freezing. I'm going to put on a down jacket in a minute. You just, you, just <laughs> took the, you just took the top and doors off the Jeep, too. Didn't I did, you? but I have a knit hat and a jacket ready to roll at any time. <laughs> Oh, that's great. No, nope, this is my kind of weather. I'm so, you know, and, and you're right, Sam, it's a perfect day for a podcast. Yeah. So you are, you are in Grove city, Pennsylvania, or is that where yeah. you work? Is that yeah, where that's you- where I work. I work at Grove city college in Grove city, Pennsylvania. We are between Pittsburgh and Gary. If you know your PA geography right. and uh, we have an amazing ed department and we prepare future educators and it's a fantastic, fantastic career. Oh, fantastic. And I know you said also that that is your jam, preparing (laughs) preparing future teachers. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk all about prepping your future teachers. My daughter is one of those. She just got her first teaching job. Middle school teacher up in up in Wisconsin. Yay. Yay for Wisconsin. Yay. Sure. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was more yang that the, the she got a job and she can, you know, get, yeah. off my, get off my insurance. But anyway, <laughs> that's fine. So tell us, Sam, you know, for our, for our listeners who may not know a whole lot about you, what's your what's your what's your journey been? Like, how did you yeah. get to where you're at now? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think it's really interesting to think about our teaching journeys because it can really have some twists and turns and unexpected, um, you know, surprises along the way. So when I was in college, I was a freshman in college, I was going to be the best first grade teacher that there ever was. And spoiler, I never was a first grade teacher, nor do I plan to be a first grade teacher. And one wow. day my dad calls me up like second semester as a freshman. He goes, hey, Sammy. And I open up my flip phone. He's like, hey, Sammy, did you know that you can add special ed to your degree? I just saw it on the news. And I was like, oh, dad, I don't want to add that. Come on. I'm 19. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and he goes, well, you should just talk to your advisor about that. And I was like, ah, oh, dad. So uh, a couple months go by, lots of conversation about it. And I go down to my advisor. I'm like, should I add special ed? And I ended up adding it to be more marketable. And at the time I was like, this is the best career move ever. Looking back, I added it for the wrong reasons, but I'm so glad that I did. Once I started to get into those courses and going to observations and fields, I was like, my heart belongs in special ed, this is amazing. Um, So I was very excited. you know, to add that in there, to get those experiences. And my first job was um, a middle school multiple disabilities uh, teacher. And so I had eight students and I remember um, going into that first day and it was like an out of body experience. I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like the first day my kids are coming in and 
I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, let's get this party started. Where's the teacher? Oh, oh, that's me. I should probably do something. <laughs> and, you know, everything worked out great. And um, my first year, I was walking down the hall and in the supply closet was open. And in there was a smart board on wheels. Remember those? They were on mm -hmm. wheels and they were really cool, right? Yeah. And I look in there, I'm like, well, nobody's using this. I'm just going to take it. So I did. I just rolled it down the hall and I plugged it in and I tried some stuff out with my students. And it was so cool to see how they responded to that ed tech. They, we used it for literacy and numbers and morning meeting and all those great things. Um, and I started to find this love for special ed and ed tech. So I got a, a master's degree in ed tech, and then I had the opportunity to get a PhD in learning design and technology from Penn State. Uh, so shout out, we are, if anyone's a Penn State fan, Penn they'll State. say Penn State, yes. <laughs> um, and and yeah, so I remember uh, graduating from Penn State, and I was in my student, or not my student teaching, in like a, a TA role, and I was looking for jobs, and I, every morning, I had my cup of coffee, and I looked through all the job postings, and there's one at Grove City working with future teachers mm -hmm. in educational technology. I was like, sign me up! Are you serious? I had to refresh the browser, and I was so excited to be here, and now we're going into my eighth year, and yeah, working with future teachers is my jam. I absolutely love it. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. I can tell you love it. Your excitement is getting me excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about that, Adam. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I do remember. I mean, I think we all remember that first teaching job and um, it, it's just a feeling that that never will leave you, you know? Yeah, and it's I mean, weird. It's a weird feeling. It's really weird. It's I was weird. very impressionable too. Uh, um, my first principal, Jeff knows her. I don't think you had her as our principal, but no, uh, Dr. Dionis Rivera, and she was res she's responsible for some of the, um, I guess, philosophies that I've adopted. So even as a young teacher, she always said, just take a risk. If it doesn't work, just don't do it again. And <laughs> so I've adopted that with all my teachers as an administrator and then throughout my teaching career. I don't know if every principal agreed with her philosophy, but I continued that philosophy anyway. <laughs> so I am really grateful for her and that excitement and with new teachers just to say, yeah, you've got some new ideas, try them out. If they don't yeah. work, don't do them again though, please. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Lawsuits are expensive, Adam. <laughs> it's so true. And it's it just, just, you know, such an exciting time of the year. And and uh, like I, I was telling you also pre-recording, um, my daughter just got her first teaching job up in, up in, up in, um, oh, near Madison. Um, go Pat, go. Middle, middle school teacher. Uh, but the summer she was going to teach summer school. And so she, you know, she wrote down her preferences and of course wanted to stay in middle school and they gave her ready for kindergarten. So she's, she's got nine <laughs> weeks with kindergartners coming up four and five year olds. And, uh, you know, I remember subbing, you know, when, uh, before I got my first teaching job and I subbed a number of days in a kindergarten classroom, I think everybody should have to teach kindergarten in some capacity. <laughs> I think do you ever do that, Adam? Kindergarten? I, I uh, subbed at uh, Heritage, but not as a principal. I was just filling in because we were short uh, yeah. sickness or something. And I'll tell you what, in the two hours that I was in there, I was dead tired. I was oh. ready to never, I, I could have taken the week off. I was dead <laughs> tired. It's a different world, but uh, an exciting one. And, um, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine. You can get back to her middle school gig in the fall. So I'm excited. I'm excited for her. That's wonderful. 
Oh, so great. So prepping for future teachers is what you're all about. And so you've got a you've got a number of things under your under your belt. And we're going to share some of those in the in the show notes, Sam, um, your podcast and your blog. But talk about Edumagic, the book. I mean, how, yeah. how, how did this start? And how did you get that opportunity? Sure. So it's kind of like a right time at the right place type opportunity. And I remember I was as um, a couple of years ago, you know, I was working with future teachers and I'm like, there's nothing out there for them. There's like textbooks. Okay. There's uh, stuff for practicing teachers, but there's nothing like that in between. Like this isn't a textbook and this isn't like a practicing teacher, like a Dave Bridges type type tone, like a conversational tone type thing for our future teachers. Yeah. There's organizations and stuff like that, but nothing geared just for them. So like, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to create something for them that can support them to help them become an educator of excellence throughout their college career and into student mm. teaching. And it was a last. I got to feature voices from actual pre-service teachers at the time. They were pre-service teachers. Now they're now they're new teachers, second year teachers. Um, But it was really cool because they're sharing strategies and techniques coming from that perspective. And I was able to, you know, add on to those. Like, for example, having a positive professional digital presence is something every future teacher needs to have before they graduate because you're going to be Googled. Like as principals, you know that you're going to be Googled. (laughs) You want that positive professional handshake to come up first and, you know, building that professional network on Twitter and on Instagram. And I was listening to your episode with Debbie Tannenbaum um, earlier and she shared about the power of Twitter. And it's so, it's so true. It really uh, flattens the world. I think somebody mentioned that it really flattens the world and makes those connections. And being a future teacher and being a connected future teacher is very powerful because, you know, they have people reaching out in their DMs. They can see postings for jobs because sometimes they're posted on social or be able to kind of get a little sneak peek in the window of a school district to see what they're posting, see what they're all about. So being a connected future teacher, I think, is that next level um, for an educator looking for a job as a as a new graduate. So yeah, so I, that's just one small example from the book, but but it goes through like Edumagic's a whole acronym and it talks about, you know, um, going beyond your classroom. So going to conferences, attending conferences, presenting at those, because why not? Um, like listening to webinars and listening to podcasts, going beyond that classroom wall of your college and really getting into what does it mean to be a teacher from the other side of the desk, not from a student perspective, but from a teacher perspective. So it's pretty cool. I really enjoy it. It's like, we're sitting down having a cup of coffee and we're just chatting about stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Educate, edu, edu magic shine on a guide for new teachers. <laughs> Listeners get out there and grab this. You can get it in Kindle format or paperback. So that that's, that's, that's really great. And you know what, you mentioned so many things, you know, with, you know, like our, our conversation with Debbie Tannenbaum and the power of Twitter and social media and um, a lot of, just a lot of things that, you know, you don't experience in your college prep programs. And right. so, so I'm just wondering in your work with, you know, pre-service teachers, uh, how much you're hitting on, on, on that kind of stuff, like the stuff they don't teach you in the college classroom, right? Is that, <laughs> I'm sure that comes up in some of your platforms. 
That's right. So um, I actually teach an ed tech course and it's for first semester, usually first semester freshmen uh, take that course first thing fall semester. And if not, they'll take it in the spring. But I'm the first person they see 8 a.m. Monday morning starting off college. And so we have a playlist going of fun uptown, up, up like not uptown, upbeat music. And we have a coffee bar out so they can uh, grab a Keurig. They just have to bring their own mug and they can spice it up wow. however they want to. And it's just conversational. So in that at tech course, we actually talk about we build a digital portfolio, but it's up to them to keep it updated. Mm -hmm. um, we, we start to create that professional learning network on Twitter and on Instagram and learn about making those connections and why why it's important not just have a Twitter account, but here's why you need one. And here's how it can help you. You know, your future self will thank you. Trust me. And they will. And like, sharing like those those stories of graduates who got a job because they were connected and because they kept their stuff updated. It's really powerful stuff. And as a freshman coming in, these are some things that they can be doing now so they can help, you know, build up that educator of excellence mindset. Mm. You've mentioned that phrase a couple of times, educator, uh, educator of excellence. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, so critical. What, what do you, what do you, what would you think your, I mean, what's your go-to tip for people to be an educator of excellence? So I would say whenever you're going into your college courses, even if they're not education classes, you know, those gen eds, we all have to take them, um, going into that with a teacher mindset. So although it might not, the content might not be relative to what you might be teaching one day, but you can still look at the pedagogy. You can still look at the strategies, the assignments, if there's any group work and like, think about, are these some things I'd want to do in my own class? So for example, whenever I was in um, graduate school, we had a night class and I am the type of person that goes to bed like eight o'clock at night I am tired so and uh being a mom I am now mom tired so it's like we're like 745 but um in college like I'd be like or in grad school it's like eight o'clock and I'm like I'm tired but I had a six o'clock to nine o'clock class I'm like this is brutal but during that class um the professor always had three people volunteer, one person to bring something healthy, one person to bring a, a salty snack, and one person to bring a sweet snack. And there was only 10 of us, so there really wasn't that much to, you know, get. But still, I was like, oh, I like that idea. The class, okay, but I like that strategy. So I, I had a little Google Doc. It's called Fessage's Future College Class, and I had to bring snacks. So I said that coffee bar come in. So, like, thinking about what are some strategies that your professor or your TA is doing that you would like to implement or think about implementing in your own classroom. So coming at those courses with a teacher mindset. And now think about those ed courses. Don't just go into the fields and observations to check off those hours. I'm like, okay, I was here for me at the three, I'm done. Really invest in that time and be thoughtful about why you're going into that class. So if you're going into, say, an autistic support class, think about what are some strategies you want to see? What are some um, uh, behavior contracts? Or are there any visuals being used? What types of fidgets are they using? What types of adapted seating? What, how is the classroom management set up? What's the, what are students working on? Can you look at an IEP? Can you, can you attend any meetings or listen in on a webinar or anything like that that can relate to that topic area? So really invest in yourself because it'll only make you a better educator. You know, um, one thing that you talked about earlier, and Jeff made reference to it about your books that you're using. I really, I'm, I'm still stuck on this, so I'm, I'm going back. I'm trying to sure. catch up to you and, and Jeff because you guys are you're fast talkers, man. This is great. <laughs> you should narrate one of your books. Is there an auto audio audible version? 
Okay, so no, but um, my husband has an amazing, he does the intro for my podcast and he has an amazing radio voice. And I'm like, Josh, you need to narrate this. He goes, well, how about you update it first? And I was like, oh, I was like, it was like, it's probably like 2018. I was like, I could add some Instagram stuff in there, but fine so, so i mean it's a work in progress i have like an open doc of like stuff i'd want to add to edgy magic 2.0 sure. but um yeah i mean it, it's a thought it's a thought so, so he really is still living after he said you should update it first yes yes wow. yeah <laughs> i don't think i would be here today if i said that to him. He's like, well, he said it nicer than that okay. <laughs> <laughs> honey I, th- I think i think you need some updates i mean it's it's been three years I'm like oh, i think maybe you're right yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah, I, I also love, love the ideas that you talked about with the classroom. And I sometimes get distracted by looking at the pedagogy and trying to find ways that I can take not necessarily the content, which I should be listening to the content for <laughs> what I'm supposed to be there for. But I end up drifting off and thinking, oh, I just observed a teacher last week and they could re- they would love what I just saw. And mm. so then I'm texting and sending an email and I'm like, oh, now I don't know where we are. But it's a, it's a, yeah, I know. it's a, it is really a great idea, a great strategy. So when you have to do something, you know, have to class like gen eds, I mm-hmm. think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can teach that content to a study group, boom, oh, yeah. you're practicing some teaching skills. There you go. Mm-hmm. You get your content in. <laughs> That's excellent. For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, you, you bring up a number of great points there. You know, one of them is to, to in any, in, into any setting, go in there with the mindset that you're going to take something away from it. Yes. You, don't yes. have to, you don't have to be an expert, right? Just Heck go no. in knowing that you're going to take something away. It, it's the same thing when people go to PD, like maybe it's, mm-hmm. maybe it's, forced PD that you have to attend that your district, you know, provides for you. You know, you could go in there with a negative attitude about it and say, oh gosh, I have to do this. Or you could go, or you could go in and say, I'm going to take at least one thing away from today. Right. And that's a, that's a great mindset. The other thing is, you know, as, as evaluators of teachers, you know, Adam, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. I, I have to evaluate the band teacher. You know, I don't know anything about band or teacher. Yeah, you do. But I do. You well, were in a band, a rock band, yeah, but no. not not the tuba. You know, it's the same, right? It's the same. <laughs> kind of like different. I went to school. Now I know how to teach. Yeah, yeah. you have some of those too in Pennsylvania. You have some of those people. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> but I know how kids respond, right? And yes. I know how a teacher interacts, and I know if a kid is picking up on the material. I don't necessarily have to be an expert in that content. So you have to go in there with that mindset. I love that advice for people, and that goes for pre-service teachers, veteran teachers, administrators, whoever you are. That's great advice. It's actually part of the fish philosophy. Choose your attitude. I think fits with that. So Ooh. we can go into any any space, whether it's in a classroom, a national park, a store. I can choose my attitude nobody else could do that part for me. So if I'm going into that content area to learn something, that's my attitude. I'll be better off when I, when I leave that place. So mm-hmm. it's, this is getting good. Absolutely. I, I love it. The fish philosophy. I remember that. I don't, I don't remember. I have the book, but it's been a long time since I've cracked it open. I've got Maybe I can narrate it for you. you there you, you go. Should. You should. <laughs> I like that. I like I like the idea that you gave Sam, Adam, though, to narrate your book. I love yes. you've got the yeah. voice for it. That's you do. Great. <laughs> Thank you. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So. so one of the things that we always talk about on the episode, Sam, is, you know, a leadership challenge uh, a long time ago, way back. You know, I mean, you're episode 60. So way back, I don't know, in the teens, uh, Olivia Chan was with us and she talked about uh, it's not a leadership challenge. It's an opportunity. 
And oh, I was I like, like that. wow, that's great. That's not usually how I frame it, but it's uh, if I could, I would. Mm-hmm. So do you have a leadership challenge or leadership opportunity that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's geared for those future teachers. Um, good, good. So early on in their career, like a, one thing that I was finding whenever I was a professor starting off, you know, with our future teachers was a lot of them lack the confidence of going to a conference or even just as an attendee, because I'm just, and I'm doing the air quotes, just a future teacher. I'm not a quote, real teacher. And that challenge, overcoming that challenge of that mindset of you're not just a future teacher. You are not a not a real teacher. You're an, you're an educator of excellence. Take that, take that, you know, that's just renting space in your mind. Take that away and, you know, really step into that. You're an educator of excellence and going to this conference, attending this PD or doing whatever it might be outside your comfort zone could be a great opportunity for you. So it's, it started to be, I, you know, I found like, I would go to conferences and I'm, I'm like, come on guys, let's go. Let's go. Like, like everybody hop, hop in the SUV. We'll grab a Starbucks and we'll go drive down to Pittsburgh for the day and do some learning. And they're like, mm, I don't know. That sounds scary. But I found that if I would just like tap a couple students on the shoulder and say, I think you would benefit from this. And this is why I think you should come to this and maybe even present with me. I, you have some great ideas. I would love to. People want to learn from you. And having that personal connection and that relationship has done wonders with getting students to rethink from, oh, I'm not ready for that to, hey, I might not have five years, five months of teaching experience, but I do have a voice and I have something to share. And so that's something that I I was struggling with in the beginning of my career because I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Why is anyone coming with me? Come on, let's go. And, you know, working with and, you know, talking, chatting with our chair and our other professor, like we find that like if you just ask a few students and say, hey, this could work for you, you might like this. Then it'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so's going, I'm going to go too. Wait, you're going to go to Chick-fil-A after? I'm so <laughs> going for that, you know? Um, so, you know, enticing them with, yes, there's food other than the dining hall, but it's also a great learning opportunity and it's free. So, you know, that's always student-teacher budget-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so encouraging them to take the lead in their learning and go beyond those classroom walls is just absolutely critical. Hey, Jeff, do you have any idea what I'm going to say about uh, PD back in the day, like when we were young? How much you loved it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I always <laughs> How have. much you wish Chick-fil-A <laughs> came with PD? Well, there was no Chick-fil-A when we were learning <laughs> back then. True. But remember, what was the catalyst, Jeff? What was the catalyst for some of the, like, the things that we learned together after we were at Heritage? Remember? You, you, no. Remember Alfie Cohn? <laughs> oh, Alfie, yeah. of course. So way back in the day, our district, at, at one of the large districts in Illinois, U46, brought Alfie Cohn in. And, yeah. you know, up until that point, I had classroom experiences as a teacher, like, you know, pre-service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, read the textbook, listen to a professor. None of them like Dr. Sam, but others. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was it was canned. And then all of a sudden, and I didn't know that other books and resources existed. I know it sounds so funny, but I, when I hear myself say it, but I didn't know. Well, we didn't have blogging and YouTube and things like that then either. But um, Elfie Cohn came and he talked and he had this book about punished by rewards. Yes. And it made me think so opposite of what I was told my mm-hmm. entire life. It does, I don't necessarily agree with every concept, but it made me think about every concept. And I so appreciated that. And I was there with Jeff and other teachers and we could talk about it. And that's the, I think that's the part that is the best thing about going to a conference, even with a small group of people. 
the ride home, the talk yeah. at Chick-fil-A, especially if you have a real big talker and they're taking a bite, you know, that that's your chance to interject. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love PD. And if we can get more of our teachers to not be intimidated by going to a big group, they'll find out that their voice is powerful and uh, maybe they didn't even know it. So yeah, that was my experience with PD when I was a very new teacher to the profession. Yeah, yeah. That was just a couple, two, three years in, Adam, and, yeah, yep. and uh, that was one of the greatest, I think, turnarounds in my my thinking as well, was seeing Alfie Cohen and getting to talk to him live in person, mm -hmm. and then going out and just buying and reading everything that he ever wrote, yep. um, and uh, just really, because he's so, he so pushes boundaries, you know, and and uh, I find myself pushing boundaries as well. Well, and, like I said, uh, we don't have to agree with every author, but they make no, us think, no. so, you know, that's the part I like. I like thinking. Yeah. I, another, another thing that you, you, both of you said that struck me was, is just making sure that, you know, new teachers know that they don't, they don't have to be quiet. You know, I've heard, I, I remember being told by a veteran teacher, Oh, you don't want to speak up yet. Yeah, you're, you're new. You know, you don't want to like, what am I, what I, I remember thinking, what, why do I, why would I be afraid of that? I'm just speaking my mind, mm -hmm. you know? But don't don't speak up if you're new. You know, you have a lot to share. You were hired for a reason and we want right. to hear that from you. You yep. know? Yes. Yes. Everybody's hired for a reason. I think sometimes we forget to tell them that. Like once they're on board and to be able to say, hey, you know, everybody's hired for a fit. There's always, you know, I don't want to tell them this, right? You maybe have been the third candidate, but you coach for me as well. So I'm not going to tell them that piece, right? But right. They, they are all hired for a specific reason, whether it's a yes. fit with personalities, a fit on a team, their expertise in a content area, or the potential to grow into the best socialized teacher and football coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have these needs for our current class of students. So we all have a need and we all have a skill. And man, imagine if we all used our skills together for good, how powerful each mm -hmm. of our schools would be if we worked collectively together. And I know that's the idea. We're supposed to do that, but it doesn't always happen, right. but closer. We're getting closer every year. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Hey, Sam, before we uh, wrap up and, and ask you one final question, tell us about this uh, teacher heart out. Summer oh, the behind me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. So, so you ever like have this like little edgy celebrity moment like I did whenever I was looking oh, at yeah. like you teach your heart out and I would, I would follow, I would stalk them online. Cause you know, that's what I do <laughs> in a professional way, in a professional of way. Of course. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this conference looks amazing. And so I, I, uh, one day I was feeling extra brave after my PSL and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send them a little message. I mean, and what's the worst that can happen? They just won't respond. Right. That's okay. Right. So I sent a little message and I said, hey, uh, my name's Dr. Sam and I love working with future teachers and I would love to maybe offer some student teacher directed PD at Teacher Harder. I know a lot of student teachers enjoy your conference. It is amazing. And if you would like, I would love to feature, um, do, a, do a, future, a few sessions for just our future teachers and our student teachers they are like, funny you should say we were looking for that i was like amazing so it was like a god moment and a coffee fueled confidence yes. moment um so yes i'm presenting for them um in july um student teacher heart out with ed tech um and um student and just plain student teacher heart out so i am very excited it's gonna be amazing um 
yeah, it's just a fantastic conference. It's like all the teachers are just on fire for learning and growing and future teachers in that crowd. It's just, yeah, pumps you up and gets you excited. <laughs> wow. Well, that's great. And it looks like as I'm looking at this, I mean, there are just a yeah. ton of great speakers. I and, know. Uh, what a great couple of days. And people can still looks like register. It looks that's like right. register. Yeah, it's, it's virtual. Wow. And they have a cruise coming up next summer. So I'm going to put send a little email for that too. Like, hey, -o. <laughs> that would be fun. That's, that's amazing. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. But people, Super. if you want to register for a great conference, teach your heart out. Summer virtual conference coming up this summer. And you'll get to hear Dr. Sam speak as well. How Thank cool, you. How cool is that? Good for you. Good stuff. Well, Sam, one final question for you this afternoon. and We'll let you go. What are you hopeful for? Yes, I'm hopeful that we take lessons learned during 2020, 2021, and move it into our fall semester. Mm -hmm. So whether that is, could this meeting have been an email? Or like how to engage students in, in the online instruction and rethinking what schools can look like. So whether we have like a, uh, a snow day or an early, um, early start day, I forget what those are called. Uh, are those called early, early start, start days late start early release yeah, something like that yeah like thinking through like how can we use what we've learned in online learning the positives some ways that we can engage our students in that space and use that to help support our students uh going forward so whether that be engaging them forming relationships with them and building them and maintaining those and checking in with our students um following up with our students and connecting with our colleagues. Just, you know, what what have we learned? Think about that. Maybe list, list a few things and what are some things we're going to bring into that fall semester in August? Mm, love that. I couldn't have said it better. And I know for us, there are so many things that we are thinking about and talking about every everywhere from from the spirit rallies that we hold mm. to, uh, to grading, how we grade, to how we um, assess. Uh, so I know there are lots of conversations going on. Awesome. Including a big one that you mentioned, like, could this meeting have been, you know, an email? Sent in an email? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's really think about that, people. Being don't respectful have, of other people's time. Uh, don't have a meeting just to have a meeting. You know, if I realize that as I'm working through my agenda for staff meetings that I hold, that it's just going to be me standing up there talking, I'll cancel it and just say, hey, here's the email. <laughs> I love it. Go home. <laughs> so when do you have a meeting versus an email? Because I, I have some staff members that would prefer to have the meeting to get the email, but I would rather do something different. Like I would rather have a meeting where it's maybe offsite and we maybe grill something oh. and we, because it seems to me like the staff meeting is more of a social event. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably needed more this, you know, currently than in past years. I don't know. It's a hard one to juggle because I agree. I, our time is so precious and so yeah. many of our teachers have their own children. So after school, they're chasing the band, choir, you know, piano concerts, baseball, hockey, whatever, you know, their own thing. So I'll have to, I, I'm paying attention. I'm listening to the voices in my head. That's always dangerous. 
Well, you know what? I, I mean, for me, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's, I think there's much value in people getting together mm-hmm. and seeing you, seeing your people face to face. There's definitely much value in that, but you know, I, I think you got to pay attention to the culture, the climate. If you can tell that staff morale is a little low, um, balance, whether it's appropriate to get together and maybe scrap your agenda and have some fun yep. <laughs> or cancel the meeting, you know, let them go home early, you know, right. Keep, they would they would appreciate either one. I've found I've done I've done a little bit of both. Although the very last staff meeting that I canceled and, and instead had a fun day in the gym, like we set up a volleyball game for staff, I broke my ankle. So I don't know if I'm going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> they loved seeing that. I didn't have too much fun, but you know, mm-hmm. it was fun for them. Did that, that make it to social media? No, thank goodness. Oh, oh my goodness! Can you imagine? <laughs> it's not too late. It's, it's not, not too late. late. I would I wouldn't have been that mad. It's it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. It's all yeah. in good fun. You're a man of the people. <laughs> well, listen, Sam, it was great to talk with you today. Great to get to know you. If people want to reach out and know more, find out more about either the conference or your book or speaking with you about, you know, pre-service stuff, how can they reach you? What's the best way? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff and Adam, for having me on the show. This has been awesome. Um, you can find me over on um, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at sfestich. That's S-F-E-C-I-C-H. Or you can check out sfestich.com for all of your energy magic needs. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love the energy. You bring a lot of it. Oh, you fuel you. the rest of our day for sure, Sam. <laughs> Sam's a great day for a podcast. That's right. Absolutely. A great day for a podcast. The only thing that's missing is a little PSL. Yes. There you go. There you go. All right, everybody. Sam, thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Reach out. And uh, Adam, we'll see you next time on the Principal Leadership Lab. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.